personal notice. Things at my stock and trade. If the job's too tough for you to handle, you got a job for me, George Valentine. Right, full details. Welcome to another Let George Do It adventure. To say that this story is intriguing would be putting it mildly. Unless, of course, you can figure out who, what, where, why, or when Tom Galani is, was, or ever has been. Now, I'm not doubting for one moment your talent for sleuthing. But since George Valentine had such a rough time with the problem, why not save yourself the trouble and listen to how he did it? The sandy whisper of palm trees is in your ears. Tangalani, the voice of soft water on a coral beach. And the world and the past are as distant as waves on a far off reef. Tangalani, the voice of moonlight, of despaired hopes fulfilled, of life begun anew. Tangalani, the voice of love itself. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what is it? What on earth are you doing? Uh, nothing. Nothing there. I was just figuring out the bills. What? What bills? You're messing up the bank accounts again. Well, I just thought you might like some help with them. Since when do I need any help with addition? What on earth's the matter with you? Ginger, I'm a little tired, that's all. Why? Every other day of your life you've dug in the roses at this hour. Well, I've already finished digging in the roses. No, you haven't. You sneaked in here. I didn't sneak anything. You did, I saw you. It's one o'clock and you ought to be out with your precious roses, digging, 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 until it's time to go back to the office. But instead, you sneak back in here. Oh, I... I'm sorry, dear. I'm just tired. I just wanted to sit down for a while. You came back here to snoop on me. Oh, Henry, I'm sorry. But when we have guests, I should think you'd be able to put out a little bit of effort. No, no, it's my fault, dear. I just thought since they were your guests, not mine, you'd want a chance to, to, um, who is this, Mr. Valentine, isn't I? Oh, he's nobody. Just someone I met. Miss Brooks seems very nice. Yes. You'd notice that, wouldn't you? Oh, now, Jane. I'm trying to hear you. But I did want Mr. Valentine to have a chance to meet you. Why? Excuse me. Goodbye. 
no, no. Take it easy, Mrs. Felder. Did you see how he looked? How he ran out of here like a frightened little rabbit? Yes, but your husband's hardly the criminal type. All this mysterious talk about Tangalani when you first got in touch with me. Oh, I didn't think it had anything to do with crime. But the way he's been acting... Tangalani. George, don't you think you ought to tell us what we found out? We've been married 25 years. He's never done anything except dig any precious documents until I can't stand it. I know, I know. He's 47 years old. I've been everything that a wife should be. He's been helpless without me. He doesn't make friends easily, you know. He doesn't do anything easily. In fact, he seldom does do anything. That's why it made me so upset. Mrs. Stolder, stop it, please. I know how you feel, but listen to me. Now, you wrote me a letter. Your husband's up to something. You want to know what it is? I, I never in my life thought I'd have to go to a... A detective, let alone on a matter involving... I know, I know. He's not the type to be mixed up in anything more dangerous than Rosethorn. Well, I, I started with this word, Tongalani. You were worried about it. I looked it up as a location, a place, and there isn't such a one. Well, he was saying it in his sleep over and over again. And he's so different these days. I know, but Tongalani's not a place, Mr. Salter. So we check that off. And the word doesn't seem to mean anything in anybody's language. Check number two. Then we went to work on some of the other leads you gave us. His business. You investigated his... Your husband's made a lot of money in his business, even if he hasn't made plans to make you happy. But there's never been a manufactured product called Tangalani or an advertising slogan or anything. The way he's disappeared for hours at a time. And when I asked him about it, he almost fainted. I told you that, didn't I? And he's lying. He's never lied to me in his life before. Yes, Mr. Stolter, you told me everything, and I investigated everything. Wait. Uh, wait a minute. There. Huh? Park in an alley behind the Pacific Museum. 
And a cop says it's been there before. You see? Where people sometimes meet other people, Mrs. Sauter. And it's been parked in front of Pan American Airlines, too. Where? But in the museum, there was a guy who had seen her. A nervous middle-aged woman waiting. No. No, I won't believe it. You've got to believe it, lady. I caught a glimpse of our mysterious conga line myself getting into his car. Oh, he said he'd have to work late at the office. He said... Your husband has a girlfriend, Mrs. Salter. A girl he dreams of and calls conga line. That's the big mystery. Yeah, I know. I don't like it either. But now you know why I don't want to go on any further. Oh, you suspected that yourself, didn't you, Mrs. Salter? You just hope we find something different. Oh, but what will I do? He wouldn't run away and leave me. He couldn't. Twenty-five years I've taken care of it. I'm afraid it's your problem now, Mrs. Soda. I couldn't believe it. Anybody but Henry. He's so dependent. Afraid of his own shadow. Don't bother, Mrs. Soda. We'll let ourselves out. But who is she? Who is that awful woman? I suggest you talk it over with your husband. Yes. Yes, I will. All right, come on in. George, I feel so sorry for her. Put an ad in the paper and you become Dorothy Dix. So we made somebody unhappy. Let's go home. Yeah, all right. Remind me to turn down the next five feet. George, that's the wrong door. I know it. It's the room Mr. Salter was in before. He'd been writing something. What? Didn't you know the thing stains on his hands? The loose pen on the desk? Oh, yeah. But you told Mr. Salter we were through. Well, maybe I'd like to meet this tongue of mine. Yeah, here's some more of that stuff he writes to her. Lying flat under the pad. Here. Tangalani, the whisper of palm trees is in your ears. Tangalani, the voice of love itself. That bald-headed little hero ought to be... George. What's the matter? This is not a letter. Not even a note. Look at the end of the paragraph. Huh? It says, end of chapter 12. In the next... Chapter, Tangalani and her middle-aged lover. Tangalani's nothing but a character in a book he's writing. But folks, we saw her. We, we ran down the leads. There is a real woman that saw her scene. Come on, Angel, we're going to work fast. Not in this house. This is the kind of cute situation that's just full of dynamite. <laughs> You Goodbye, 
say. <laughs> but you and Mr. Valentine made it. Not me. Just show me those notes of his that you found. Love notes to Tangalani. But I already did. 
Take them back. I just want to check up the size. They should be eight and a half by eleven. Standard paper size for manuscripts. But they're not, are they? See? What? Some of them are shorter, some narrower. Cut down from eight and a half by eleven, I suppose. Sure, sure. Tongalani, I love you. And it's cut right there, so I won't see the next paragraph. It'll probably follow. You could have cut these, couldn't you, Mr. Salter? Right out of pages he'd written. So you could show them to me, and I wouldn't know it was only part of a book. Book? Oh, Mrs. Salter, there's no time to play dumb. I'm not playing anything. You investigated, I did. Yeah, yeah, sure. I went where you sent me. The car was a Pan American Ella. No, no, I didn't tell you that. All right, all right. So that one was luck. But that locket with the name Tondalani on it wasn't. And the jewelry company you referred me to. Mr. Valentine, Three months ago, he paid $500 for that locket. By mail. Well, you could have ordered that, couldn't you? I'll bet you write checks and keep the bank accounts in this family anyway. So if you didn't order it, then why didn't you notice the big withdrawal he made? Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. You saw that woman yourself. He's been meeting her at the museum. Oh, yeah, sure. I caught a glimpse of a woman getting into his car. And the museum man and the cop confirmed it. But you could have set all that up. Middle-aged woman, the man said. You're middle-aged. The car seemed to confirm his presence. But who else would have the keys to it? Well, you, naturally. Stop it. Stop it. I might be wrong, Mr. Stoller, but you hired me for a sucker, didn't you? Your husband could no more have a girlfriend on the side than he could fly to the moon. So why did you hire me to investigate and confirm the fact that he did? <gasps> Lady, you and I are going to... Wait a minute. Yeah, but... I called Mr. Stoller's office and I talked to his secretary. He says Mr. Stoller hasn't been there all afternoon. You wanted. 
A neat conspiracy for murder. Oh, no, you don't. Stand still. I'm not trying to stop stop go any place. I'm let go of me. Yes, you are, Buster. You're going someplace right now. Look out. Don't. 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 And you don't. Oh, yeah, Mr. Sullivan. I didn't have any reason to hit him. But my clues weren't worth much. A meal darling is a lot better. <laughs>
I suppose a smarter man would get an earlier start. Maybe look closer to home. I mean, don't you think so? Or am I being too subtle? Not at all. It's a pretty name. Hangalan. Sure, thank you. When I'm 47 and I've saved up enough money to go to the South Seas looking for a mate, I... <laughs> all right, take it easy, Angel. Eh, wouldn't sound very good anyway. Tongalani Valentine. <laughs>